Welcome to the Strengthening a Palliative Approach in Long-Term Care Alliance podcast, exploring challenges and best practices in palliative care approaches for individuals in long-term care. Jackie McDonald recently retired after being a personal support worker for the past 27 years. She has worked in both community and long-term care settings in Thunder Bay, and she was the PSW lead for the Quality Palliative Care and Long-Term Care Project at Lakehead University from 2004 to 2009. Through this project, Jackie has helped develop many initiatives pertaining to bettering the quality of life for residents, families, and staff. After the completion of the project, she continued to mentor and facilitate education in palliative and end-of-life care to personal support worker classes in local colleges and to co-workers in her home. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to start by asking you how you became a personal support worker. What, what took you on that journey? It was just the way my life was going and a course had come up and I went into it and um, Mary Lou Kelly did a conference one time and I went for the weekend conference and I just, there was something about this palliative care conference that just hit me. I started looking after uh, people in the community at the time that were dying, actively dying at home. And it was just, you know, inside, I just kept on thinking, there's something more, there's something more. So I started any education I could get on it, trying to understand the whole process. Back then, when I first started, people were coming in, they were living for 30 years in long-term care. Now they're coming in anywhere from two to 18 months or less. And uh, so you really have a shorter time to get to know these people and um, help them, you know, to have the best quality of life. It's an honor, a true honor to be with people when they are dying and to help them be comfortable, help them get those last few minutes of talking to a loved one. You make it sound very rewarding, but I think that it's a very intimate job uh, in terms of the relationships that you develop. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the challenges that you face. The challenges that we face uh, as a PSW, working with people that are dying is immense. In my home that I worked in, we had 56 residents, and at times there was only four people working. So when you have 56 people and you've got so many of them that are requiring this extra care, this extra attention, you know, because there's a lot of times they're so scared, and you have to do all your activities in the day, you still have to do your charting, you still have to try and look after yourself, you still have to try and help your co-workers, because they might be having even a harder time than you. And it's very, very challenging. You know, you have to every room you go into every person you come to, you have to let go of the other things that you were just experiencing, and start fresh. And it's, it's really tough. It's really tough. So it's, it's a really physically demanding job, of course, because you're, you're doing a lot of very personal work for yeah. patients and families, but also I would think emotionally exhausting because you, it is such intimate care. Mm-hmm. And, and especially I think during the pandemic when, you know, we were seeing large numbers of people dying quickly, emotionally having to, to manage that uh, must be so challenging. Yeah, many tears. Many tears are shed because we can't do 
for these people all the time that we feel that they deserve. It's your your hands really are tied. It's um, that's something that um, I really believed in doing debriefings after uh, we've had a death. We were doing them and the staff were getting really upset saying, we don't have time, we don't have time. I backed off and I just started watching them. There were some that I saw were having problems and I would pull them aside and just have a one-on-one talk with them. I saw one girl that had quite a few deaths in her section and I said to her, how are you doing? And she says, you know what? I don't care anymore. She says, they're dying faster than anything. And they've got somebody else in that bed. I'm not getting attached to them anymore. So I started doing the debriefings again. And people were, I don't have time, Jackie. I don't have time. And I said, yes, you do. This is for us. This is, this is for you. I'd like to talk a little bit about conversations and how residents might talk to uh, personal support workers. I've read in research that, um, you know, many long-term residents have said that those are conversations that they would prefer to have with personal support workers as opposed to a physician, mainly because they feel so close to them because of this, you know, this intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's not just a job. It's not. When you are touching these people, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, they look to us, a lot of them have nobody. At times, when the resident cannot speak for themselves, the PSW is their voice acting on their behalf to ask for things that they would ask for themselves if they were able to. You have to get to know your resident and feel very comfortable knowing this is what my resident would want and bring it forward. I want to go back to what you said earlier about education and, and, you know, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, you know, how we could better educate PSWs to, not just for the technical training of how to bathe and and do all that kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. how to be able to have those conversations and also manage uh, the emotional impact of the job. Mm-hmm. The university here has incredible program, um, palliative care for frontline workers. I was part of a, the QPC project with the university here, and I was the PSW lead. Through the project, we did develop 10 different competencies for the PSW or components of our role. Um, the first one is the care of the resident so important to start with the excellence in resident-centered care. It's all about the person and what their likes and dislikes are, and we adapt to them, always respecting and preserving their dignity. So important. You problem solve, you recognize and you report any changes that they are having, and the big thing is documenting them. You document them yourself. We also create a home care setting. Sometimes they came in with boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. And then you had some that came in with nothing. And it was staff. We would bring in little things for them to help decorate their home. We do social histories where we ask them and their family and their friends different questions like, you know, where where they worked, how many children they had, what, uh, you know, 
spiritual or religious, what their beliefs were, um, what their expectations were, you know, anything to help you get to know this person. And um, we also start doing PPSs, the palliative uh, performance scale. It has five functions. The dimensions of that were ambulatory, uh, the activity, the um, activity level, or how far they are in their disease. Um, then there's the self-care and uh, their consciousness. It's done on admission. And then we do it quarterly. And if the resident is declining, they'll start doing it weekly or daily, depending on where they're at. The next component was care of the family. And a lot of people wouldn't really think too much of that. But the family is such an important part we talk to the resident privately and say, you know, is this what you want? Um, and if so, then we encourage the family to take part in it. We recognize the stress with the family when they are in distress, and we provide emotional support at the bedside. We give out to families comfort care bags. We would put things in a bag and we would give it to the family member and we'd have things in it. I remember one particular family that uh, um, one of our housekeepers knit little um, crocheted dishcloths and they were six by six. They were, you know, small. And I gave it to the daughter and I explained to her that this was things for them, that it was from the staff. And she pulls out this dishcloth and she starts saying to me, oh, my mom used to make these. And all of a sudden, her mom sat up in bed. She <laughs> sat right up in bed. And she takes the cloth out of her hand. And then they were Ukrainian. And she starts talking in Ukrainian to her daughter. And then they both threw themselves back laughing. Like, this lady, this resident was doing belly laughs. <laughs> and I kind of looked at them. And what the story was, was that she used to make these. But she made bigger ones that were better. How do you clean with a little one like that? <laughs> And, you know, it was, it was really quite funny. That woman died four hours later. Wow. And, you know, and when they came and told me that she had died, and all I could remember was that belly laugh. Yeah. And I thought, wow, what a, what a gift to her daughter. Communication is another role that with PSWs, and uh, that is extremely difficult at times, but it's very important. Uh, we communicate with our team members. So when we come on shift, we find our partner who is relieving us. We do it with the registered staff. We communicate with the residents and their families. The PSWs, they listen and understand and provide support and comfort to that family, especially when things are going bad. We take part in comfort care rounds. Another role is our time management skills. Because we do 85 plus percent of the care, bedside care, the PSW must be able to multitask and adapt. And when you're working short, you have to rearrange your schedule. You have to compromise in order to provide that resident-centered care. And you have to do everything in a healthy manner. You also have to, very important, to go and talk and seek assistance from others. We're, we're there for each other. We work as a team. You have to work effectively as the member of the interprofessional palliative care team. And that is everybody. 
anybody that has any face-to-face encounters with our residents. So those are our competencies, are the components of what we do. I think the big thing is to empower PSWs. They are so vital to the system. It's an incredible job. I feel very honoured to be sitting bedside to looking after these people. It's a philosophy. It's the type of care that we give to these people. And they deserve everything. And it is an honour to do it for them. That's amazing. Thank you, Jackie. You've been listening to the Strengthening a Palliative Approach in Long-Term Care podcast. For more information about our project, visit spa-ltc.ca.